Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And I'm Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We are joined today with a special guest, Lauren. We had kind of teased, Lauren, that you were going to be joining us. But if you want to tell everyone, you know, why this case is important to you and how you are linked to Anita, that would be great. Um, Anita was one of the first people that I met in kindergarten. Um, We're, you know, standing in line to get our little teddy bear name tags. And I had a sister that was one year younger than me, so she was a little shorter than I was. But Anita was little her entire life. And so I remember telling my mom, why why is she so little? My mom was like, be nice. And so that was like the first, so I was nice to her. And then I'm glad I was. So she ended up being... One of my best friends from kindergarten all the way up until her murder. Um, she moved after freshman year of high school. So she was down in Orange County um, with us, with me, um, all the way up until after freshman year of high school. And then the last four years she spent up in North Dakota. Um, so it's been really hard being like so detached. But I mean, I know that she would do whatever it took for any of her friends. So I'm just here to do the same. Absolutely. And we can definitely respect that. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners will, too. Um, I guess the first question, I know we had prefaced, at least to you beforehand, that we had gone over the story. But is there any part of Anita's story that you feel like the media has not emphasized enough or they completely missed that you or the family felt was so important? Uh, not really. I think that every detail has been touched. I mean, it's been 15 years. I think that there are some details that go back and forth a lot um, as far as like where the knife was found, as far as what she was covered with. Um, And maybe those are details that were leaked slowly over time. Maybe they're just hearsay, who knows. Um, But as far as what has come out, I feel like every, you know, everything's been kind of touched. Um, But I don't think that you could ever talk about how great of a person she was enough. So I feel like that could always be reiterated. Absolutely. I think, um, I think Sid and I have talked about this before where, you know, everyone always describes someone as like the person that lights up a room, but it does seem like by everything that we have read is that Anita really was like that kind of person. She was so caring and like, cared about everyone she really did I mean I remember in like middle school and freshman year of high school when you're trying to be cool you know and there's peer pressure and you're just trying to be the cool kid and she didn't care she would see somebody sitting alone at lunchtime and she would go sit with them like there were times that I was like oh my god and I would follow her you know because we were friends I didn't want to be like (laughs) (laughs) But it was, I mean, the best thing I could have ever done was chose her as a friend because it just made me such a better person. And I know that that's, it made everybody that she knew a better person because she was never afraid to do the right thing ever, even when it was in the midst of, you know, your teenage angsty years and whatnot. She just always did the right thing. I'm really happy that you shared that too, because I know in our episode last week, uh, one of the things that I had seen was 
a story that her father had said like in high school and there was a person that wasn't following the dress code or something and so she went above and beyond to kind of reach out and make sure that that person got an apology and like an oxygen interview and I was like wow this is pretty intense and like that's someone you want to be friends with like absolutely so Lauren were you in like a lot of communication with Anita while she was um away in college um yes and no so this was I mean it's probably hard to believe now but she died in 2007 yeah Um, we had MySpace then, so we were friends on MySpace, which really sucks because now, like, I've tried to go back on to MySpace to find any sort of message or anything from her that maybe would have led to any sort of clue, but you really can't. Oh, yeah, no, but I, I mean, I reached out to MySpace, and you had to literally, I had to go in and get my account, like, re It's so odd. It doesn't just hold things anymore, so I went back on there. There's no messages, nothing like that. Um but Instagram was just, Instagram wasn't even starting yet. It, Facebook had just started. Um, she had a Facebook. I wasn't even on Facebook yet. And then our cell phones were, I mean, they were 2007. And there were no yeah. cameras there on your phone. It wasn't like the phones that we have now. It was prepaid minutes and all of that. So, I mean, we talked, but it would be when you were at home on your house phone, you know, and we would talk usually about, she would come stay with my family for like a week or two every summer after she moved. And so usually our phone calls, I know, um, I have memories of that just being talking about like when she was planning on coming out and things like that. And we always just kind of looked forward to that. Yeah. And I was going to say, I know when I was looking into it, something I had seen was, you know, giving a timeline was based off of like a text message she had received, but it is difficult. Cause like you mentioned, it was 2007 cell phones and I do remember cell phones at that time. And I uh, was also a firm believer in not switching over to Facebook. So I'm right there with you where that transition took forever. And uh, I also have tried to access stuff from MySpace. So I know how that goes. Yeah. It's just weird to think like it wasn't at all how it is now. It's like now there's right. Facebook and everything that you've ever posted has been saved on there forever. But MySpace was not that way. My, everything's been just, if you weren't active on your MySpace, I think they just like wiped everything from it. I mean, the whole website went down essentially. Nobody uses that anymore. Um, yeah, that was, it was kind of hard. And I definitely regret in like a weird, I just, I'm not friends with her on Facebook. which <laughs> just like, bugs me. I don't know why it just bothers me because it's like, I wish I would have made one just to be friends with her. Cause now I can't. I can't see anything like I can't see that part. I don't know how long she was even on Facebook for, but I can't see a part of her life kind of, you know? Yeah. Well, and I know some of the questions I had um, were like about, you know, family and friends in general. So like from, for me reading, obviously, you know, 15 years later, reading the articles, it kind of seems like the investigation went cold, like right away. Did you feel that way as well? Or was it like an intense investigation? I guess like it's hard, you know, such a time frame has gone by. I mean, we all felt like, no offense to them, but we all felt like the Minot Police Department really didn't do 
um, a lot or enough. Um, we thought maybe that there was something they had done with the crime scene that they had ruined DNA or something like there were just, we didn't have a lot of faith in them. Um, I mean, who knows how, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Um, I just got like really sidetracked thinking about that, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it didn't feel like it went cool right away. There were definitely, it was kind of crazy. It almost felt like, like a book or a movie or something. It's like, there was, yeah. there were so many suspects right off the bat where it was like, there was the roommate, there was Tyler, there was the handyman. There was another guy that was, hasn't really been mentioned, but I know he came up um, a little bit later on and he was like a random thing too. Um, there was the, the drawing of the guy running. It's like, there were so many suspects right away and it was just so, disheartening every time you heard like he had nothing to do with it they had nothing to do with it they had nothing and you were just like what you know like how did this happen and then and then it went cold and it was really sad um I was really lucky and fortunate because I had a group of people that were close to her in North Dakota kept me in a Facebook message um like thread so I was always kind of, cause I mean, it was hard living in California and not being, being close there, to yeah. it. Um, so I was really fortunate that they kept me involved in that. Um, it was really hard though, because after 15 years there have been, we got a tip here, we got a tip there, we got a tip here. There's this, this lead, there's this lead. And every single time it's like, you get your hopes up so high just for the ground to drop out underneath you. It's like nothing ever came of anything. So even when I saw that Nicole had been arrested, I really didn't, I didn't get my hopes up. I didn't believe it until I actually watched that press conference. And then it was, it was crazy. You don't really know how you're going to feel when that happens. You always hope it's going to happen. There's a part of you right. that, I, think, I mean, you always hope you keep pushing and you keep fighting for justice for her, but there is a part of you that realizes that maybe this will never happen. Like it might not ever be solved. And so when it actually was, it's like, you don't, you're just, your mind's in kind of a crazy place now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure as more time goes on to it, gets harder and harder to have that faith that there will be justice. Uh, kind of going off of something you said, I guess, Sydney and I had talked about this before, but did you or any of the friends or family close to Anita have any doubts or 100% certainty on, who, like, oh, I know who did this? Um, it sounds like I know you mentioned there were a lot of suspects, at least from an investigation standpoint. Was there ever, like, a belief that, you know, Nicole did it the whole time? Or if there was, like, why? And I guess kind of. That's what I, I was curious. The confusion with her was that I think people were under the impression that she had been cleared. So that kind of threw everybody off the, the scent of her, I guess you could say. Um, but actually, me and two of my friends were starting a podcast last year um, because her case has been on TV shows. It's been on podcasts. But every time it's just the same information is just rehashed, rehashed. It's just the same story over and over again. It's never anything new. They're never going right. in and trying to, you know, re-interview anybody or try to get the case solved. It's just talking about what's already been had done, had been done, you know? Um, so we 
we're starting a podcast with the full intent. We weren't going to do, you know, seasons of pop. We were just doing it just for her. Um, and we were going to re-interview every single person. We, we had been in contact with John Klug, um, the sheriff over at Minot Police Department. Um, he really, you know, couldn't tell us much, but he was telling us, you know, we're, we keep her picture in our office We're we have new investigators on the case. We're definitely still trying. This is something that, you know, we're never going to just give up on, which did make us feel better. Um, we reached out for court document, all kinds of things. Um, and it was kind of funny. I actually called one of my friends the day that she was arrested and I was like, hey, we uh, don't really, because we had paused the podcast for a little bit because I was getting married, honeymoon, holidays. Like, we just, like, let's just take a break, come back to it when we can fully focus on it again. And I called my friend. I was like, we don't have to, we don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> she was like, why? I'm like, she was, it's been solved. Like, our, our purpose is done. Like, we don't have a purpose for this anymore. Um, but with that being said, I kind of long storyed that. Um, Nicole was 100% like at the top of our list um, because we just we rebroke down every single piece of evidence that was out there, everything. And um, yeah. she was just the biggest red flag. And I mean, people we were reaching out to people to interview them and we had told pe- everybody really um, that we could use voice modifi- uh, modifications, voice modifiers. Um, we didn't have to show their faces. We didn't have to use names. We could use pseudonyms because everybody was afraid of Nicole and her family finding out what they would be saying in these interviews, which was crazy to me that she's the only, I mean, her family is so prominent and people are so afraid of her and her family um, that they, they didn't want to be seen. They didn't want their names out there. They didn't want their, their voice to be heard. They wanted, you know, a voice modifier on top of it. I mean, that was, that was huge. There were just so many things that it was like this, how is it not her you know oh that's so wild crazy yeah yeah so to find out that it was her you know and um Tyler was a big person too that a lot of people thought it was um and I do I feel terrible for his situation because he really just was just in love with her and he was doing everything he could and he was made to look you know I mean when someone's murdered nobody knows why everybody's a suspect and when you're that close I mean it's unfortunate for him but he definitely got dragged um yeah so I I hope that he can find a little bit of closure in this too you know he's not he's just been trying just as hard as everybody else this whole time but I mean when we you know did when we were doing our podcast I mean nobody was off the table everybody was you know we we don't know who did this and, and Nobody right. was on the table, but kind of breaking down the Tyler situation, we it just felt too almost serial killer esque. Like if he really was this person that was able to do this to her and then start this page and be this involved. I mean, that's something that I don't feel like that ends with one person. I feel like that's something characteristics of people that they like this. You know, they're gonna do it. I don't know. Just we just we just didn't feel like it was him after looking at everything but we definitely she was definitely at the top of our list well that definitely makes sense and I think we have a bit of an advantage now that she has been arrested like reading some of the information that has come out you know we said and I had talked about on our 
first part we went over Anita's case, one of her previous boyfriends had said, like, she was really drunk and basically confessed to him. And then Sober would deny it and would get really angry every time he'd bring it up. So I think some of that information probably wasn't available to the public prior to her arrest. So we do have a bit of an advantage. It, It definitely, at least from an outsider, feels like they have the right person. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's kind of how we were, we felt about it too. A lot of people that were close to this is that after 15 years, they're not just going to rest her on a hunch. Like they, there's, there has to be something that they have. Absolutely. Very concrete for them to not only arrest her, but to say in that press conference in such certainty, we have the person responsible for Anita Knudsen's murder. I mean, you, you would assume that they would have something pretty concrete that, yeah, they just haven't been able to release because there's I mean pieces of information you can't release without kind of giving up showing your cards essentially right that's true it's very true sorry I've been asking all my questions Sydney I'll let you ask a a few of yours well I guess kind of going off of that um I know you said you were in like a a Facebook thread was that who it was with with a group of people from Minot did it, Nicole ever come up uh, like as being or like conversations of Nicole like did you hear anything from Anita or her friends like there was something off about her or was it anything no um the Facebook the message group I mean it would be quiet for the majority of the time um, okay. and then Tyler would get because people would I think he was the administrator or whatever they call them on Facebook, the because he started that memorial page. Um, so people would reach out to him with tips or something they heard. Um, so when that would happen, he would kind of relay it to the group. And it was, it was comforting to know that I was a part of that and that there were other, you know, she had some family that was in that group um, and other friends just from North Dakota out there. And he would kind of he would kind of run it by the group. Like, has anyone else heard of this person? Um, has, have people heard of any of this happening, you know, and everything stayed in the group always. Um, but it was never any, they were always just weird tips. I mean, you're grateful that people are constantly bringing things out. You know, you'd rather have people say too much than not say anything, but that was kind of the, that was kind of the thread. It was just, it was, for the most part, it would be real quiet, and then we would hear about, like, a tip or something that maybe this person was involved. But because it had moved past Nicole so soon um, after the murder, I mean, Nicole, the handyman, Tyler, none of them really were ever mentioned. I mean, granted, Tyler was in the message group, but none of them were really ever mentioned in that stream. It was always kind of, okay, well, clearly these weren't the people that did it, so... Who did, you know, and that was kind of where that took off. Sure. So one of the reasons we had talked about this in our episode last week um, that we kind of felt maybe could have been the push for this and what really brought it to light um, was Cold Justice kind of joining in and pushing for some more information. Do you feel like that is the case? You know how they came to hear about the case? Um, Um, I kind of hope that that in like a selfish way, I guess. Um, I started this petition in 2015. I was a part of a Facebook group called GN, GNI. 
it started as a really great, it was called, it was Girls Night In, and it was this huge um, group of girls that were just all kind of like very positive to each other. And it was, they had like little break off groups. So they had GNO, which was Girls Night Out, and girls would get together and like meet up and you'd make friends and go out to bars and have fun. And there was, you know, Girls Night Out Orange County. So they had like all kinds of different um, little smaller groups to this GNI. Um, and it was really cool until it wasn't. That group got really weird and it got kind of culty. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> while it was still cool, I had access to hundreds and hundreds of people who all wanted to help. Everybody wanted to help each other. Um, so I started this petition in 2015 and um, we specifically called out, you know, we we just said we want, you know, the, the, the point of this petition is to, I mean, I can read it. Um, here, I can actually, I'll look it up. Um, the point of the petition is to, let's see here, uh, to contact television programs such as Cold Justice so that their experts can shed new light on Anita's case and bring it to the national, bring it the national attention it deserves um, amongst like a couple other things that we had written on there. But we got over a thousand signatures on this. Um, and I don't know that I felt like it was actually making a difference while I was doing it. I was, I just didn't want to not do anything, you know, it's like, right. like it had been done and something had to be done. Um, I was grateful too, because I was able to email hundreds of people from that Facebook group and they all sent it out. You know, there were spots for like 10 signatures per page essentially. And they would send them all back to me. Um, I printed them all out. I sent them to Tyler. Um, you know, they, I gave them access to this petition too. It was on like I petitions, my friend Jessica Bale actually, because I cannot figure out technology at all. <laughs> so she, I gave it to her and she put it on this website so that um, people could just go click a link and go sign it. Uh, Cause I, I'm good with pen and paper, but I don't know how to do <laughs> computer stuff. So she actually did it. Um, and then we got it started and we were able to just send it out to everybody. And, you know, the group from North Dakota, I was able to get it to them and they got a bunch of people to sign it. And afterwards I sent everything to them and Tyler took it to the police department. So we were able to kind of collectively get it started. So, I mean, there is kind of a small part of me that hopes that that is what did it and that I like am a reason why this finally got, solved um because it just feels really shitty working really hard for 15 years trying everything that you can thinking about this person every single day and just feeling like there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it so yeah I do hope that that, that well just, that is very impressive because like you literally read from that petition right right now and Sydney and I talked about you know, it, from our perspective reading about the case after this arrest, it does seem like finally with cold justice on board, they were able to get an arrest. Mm -hmm. And that was, that's what that push that they needed. And uh, I'm a big supporter and big fan of shows and online sleuthing and things like that uh, within means, but I mean, everyone has seen don't fuck with cats and <laughs> they, that kind of stuff is very valuable in this day and age to help solve cases. And it's really impressive and it's nice to 
I don't want to say I'm a part of it, but, you know, tell the story and, you know, meet you and talk with you who you're literally a part of helping get cold justice on board. That's very impressive. I mean, you're 100% helping though. I mean, I, I would be lying if I said you guys are the only ones I reached out to. Um, but I can't like, thank you guys enough there. I reached out. I, I mean, I spammed like so many, so many podcasts, so many YouTubers and, um, you guys and Danielle Colin, she's a YouTuber. Um, you two are the only ones that responded and reached out and you are helping. Like you guys do have a hand in this. Um, I mean, it's solved now, but whatever happened with the bail and I don't know if this judge, I know that her, that Nicole's family is obviously very powerful based on just us even trying to get interviews and how people are afraid of them. Um, I don't know how much clout they have in this city and I don't know if the judge has any sort of bias towards them. But I mean, my goal now is to get as many eyes on this case as possible and not allow that to happen. Um, justice needs to be served at this point. She's been arrested and now justice needs to be served. Like that is just how it is. And I, you know, you guys are massively helping by doing this. Um, Danielle is massively helping by doing that YouTube. It's like, I literally, I cannot thank you guys enough. Well, thank you for reaching out to us. That was, you actually beat me to uh, my final question I was going to have for you was, you know, the biggest reason you wanted Anita's story told, you know, now that there was an arrest, but it definitely makes sense. Um, more people paying attention and just reminding everyone that, yes, there was an arrest, but it doesn't mean it's, it's completely done and over with quite yet. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's almost like just beginning again. It's like this, there was a huge intermission in between. And now it's like, this is the second act, you know, and there, there has to be follow through. This has to end like this. She can't just yeah. get. Off. Yeah. She got away with it for 15 years. I think that's enough time has passed at this point. I think so too. Yeah. I think she had it pretty good for a little while. I mean, the, the girl that did the YouTube kind of had a point that I hadn't really thought about. Um, Cause I mean, we don't really know what the motive is besides the fact that she was just an angry person and probably jealous of Anita because Anita was perfect. Um, but even now, like she reached out on the social media page and she's saying how she wishes this could be solved because, you know, she's a victim too. And um, Danielle had mentioned that, even after her passing, she's still fighting for the attention, which was, I really never even looked at it that way, but it, it's true. It's like, she's still like, no, nah, you're not, I'm a victim too. Like she's still trying to get more attention than her. You know, she's, she's better than her. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's, it's like, she's just very, she was just like a very jealous person. Yeah, Sydney and I talked about that exact quote and how uh, a lot of articles brought it up that that's something she has said on social media. And like, I think their exact quote was now deleted Facebook posts, which um, I'm sure because it's a bad look now. Oh, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> I think they also completely deleted all of their social media. I don't think she's on Instagram anymore, Facebook. I don't think her mom's on either. I think after she got arrested, they kind of wiped themselves off. I'm sure Sydney would have found it if not. Oh, yeah, I definitely oh. would have found it. <laughs> definitely would have found it. I did look. I did not find anything. I just saw the deleted <laughs> posts. 
Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, she probably she probably uh, deleted it. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not a good look. She <laughs> probably got a, a few hundred really nice messages <laughs> the day she got arrested, so. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of hope. I always <laughs> thought about what I would, like, say or do to the person that finally was, like, caught for this. And it's just, it's surreal. It's weird. Like, now knowing that, like, putting a face to the person that did this, like, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know what I would say or do if I actually, like, met her, ran in face-to-face. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. I have nothing to say to her. Yeah. But I hope everybody else sent her some real nice messages, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure they did. The web sleuths. Yeah, that was... I'm sure they did. Sydney, did you have any other um, questions? No, I did have um, a comment, though. Your hoodie, it, or your sweater, it says, never forget me. Yeah, Love always, I, Anita. Yeah, I wanted to um, actually bring that up if I could. Um, yeah. I don't know how much money I could possibly raise from these things, but... Um, my intention is to, it's, I mean, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I would rather start it now than when the date is already coming. Um, but I would like to be able to have, you know, every family member and friend that she had that would like to be there for the the, the sentencing court date, um, be able to be at the courtroom if they want to. And I know the plane tickets are really expensive and, um, you know, there's some family that either doesn't live there anymore or never did. There's friends that don't live there anymore or never did. And I know that it would mean a lot um, to be able to just like pay for their plane tickets. Um, at the very least, be able to put some sort of money towards everybody who's going. Um, and I just think it would be a really powerful thing to have that courtroom full of every single person that's been affected by this murder. Um, because even if she does, I mean, I don't even want to put that out there, but if she does somehow get off the hook for this, I would like her to be surrounded at the very least by people that she hurt and to feel to feel like the weight of that. Um, but I had a yearbook the year that she left um, after freshman year of high school. She wrote a whole page and then on the bottom of it, she wrote, never forget me and then love Anita. Um, and so I took a picture of it and I removed the background and I printed it out. So it's actually her writing. I don't know if you can see it. Um, but then her favorite color was pink. So I tie dyed the shirts pink. Um, and then I made headbands too. So she dotted her eyes with a heart. So I just kind of took the heart and blew it up a little bit and put it on the corners of like little headbands. So I have my little, I do hair, so I have doll heads everywhere, but, um, I put it on her instead of, myself so it could just sit there um but I made like little tie-dye pink bandanas I don't know if you can really see it it looks like it's kind of blurry um but I put the little hearts on the corners um but I definitely the t-shirts um and the headbands I'm in the process of ordering bracelets um I mean right now if people just want to message my Instagram I can sell them that way um but I'm just trying to I'm in the midst of getting, I, I want to say I'm going to be getting a Shopify. I've been looking at different outlets on how to sell these things. Um, 
but right now I should have probably got that all prepared before I tried to <laughs> like plug this stuff. But um, yeah, if you want to mess with my Instagram right now, I'm trying to sell the little bandanas for like $7 and the t-shirts for 20. But um, yeah, if anybody wants to, it would have her either the heart on the little bandanas or the never forget me love Anita on the shirts in her writing. So I that feel like that so could be really cute. Yeah. Well, um, if you, do you want to share with everyone your Instagram where they could find you? And we'll share it on our page too. Okay. Uh, next week, this episode will go up on actually Tuesday. So uh, we'll make sure we share your information too. But anyone listening, if they want to search right then and there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N underscore Ann, A-N-N underscore 24. That where's the camera on this thing? <laughs> this is not working. Awesome. <laughs> you can see, I feel like everything's blurry. <laughs> it is a little blurry, but I get the gist of it. Yeah, we'll there we go. There we go. We'll screenshot and uh from your page too and, and share it. Okay, that might be better. I'm like, I don't even think you can screenshot what I just showed. It was so blurry. Yeah, we could definitely screenshot and then too, if you have like a few minutes to take a picture of like your shirt and like a bandana yeah. or something we could you know do a post with that too yeah because cool. it is really cute I I love that sweater yeah I'm definitely uh, gonna send you an order Same. yeah I'm gonna make the little like bracelets too like the little Neil Armstrong I feel like he's the one that made him famous the live strong bracelet <laughs> live strong <laughs> some pink ones um with the same it's obviously I don't think I can actually get it in her writing on those ones but um I think I'm just going to have like justice for Anita on the bracelets. Um, but I'm in the midst of ordering those right now. So yeah, we should awesome. have at least a few things, but that's awesome. Well, thank you, Lauren. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up before we let you go? Um, no, no. Thank uh -huh. you for coming on here and telling, you know, more about Anita's story. I, Love this sweatshirt, so I really hope everyone listening goes to your Instagram, checks it out. We will also share updates, so hopefully, you know, when you get a, if you get a Shopify or anything up and running, let us know so we can keep sharing that information, too. And we all will be giving updates on this case, too. Awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone else, we will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>